Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Episode 151 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. I am your host, the professional NJ3. I'm here by myself today. Uh, it's It's been a crazy time post-WrestleMania. I feel like we all went on vacations. We've been pumping out podcasts, all three of all three of the shows, the Wrestling Journal Podcast with myself, Joseph, uh, Nick, and Tom. Um uh, Project Kayfabe with Joe and Quade, and um, from the top rope with Gurge Broom. So it's been a it's been a lot going on. Life has been just getting a little bit busy for everybody. Um, we all had that WrestleMania hangover, but we do love talking wrestling, and we kind of want to get back to it. So this is our kickstart, getting back to it. <clears throat> uh, the Wrestling Journal podcast is going to be recording on Thursdays, so just keep an eye out for the episodes that I'll probably be dropping. On Fridays, um, I believe from the Top Row podcast is going to be on Mondays, and um, Project K Fable will be on Tuesday slash Wednesday, depending on what works for Joe and Quade. Um, but yes, we're back. Episode one fifty one of the Wrestling Journal podcast. Where can you find us? You can find us anywhere where podcasts can be downloaded by simply searching the Russell Buzz Podcast Network. Um, Please leave a five star rating review on Apple and Spotify. It really helps the algorithm. We really appreciate it. The more likes we get, the more the more top of the ladder that we go when you search for us in um, in podcasts and wrestling podcasts on these platforms. And if there is a platform that is out there that you do not see us on, let us know. Joey will get us on there. But I'm pretty sure he's got them all down pat. So um, sponsors, this has been a minute. The Paper Champion, fantasy wrestling done right. The Paper Champion is your number one stop for all your fantasy wrestling needs. The new season has kicked off. A lot of great changes. We've introduced managers now, so managers can get you points. So sometimes if your wrestler is hurt, if you're out of uh, heel turns, um, you can earn heel turns with great scorecards and pay-per-views, and your manager will help you get points. Uh, I personally have Trick Williams, um, part of you know the Trick and Mellow gang. So um, I'm sure he's getting me points. I feel like he's on NXT and he's talking every single week. I'm still not doing great in the standings, but it's early. We'll see. Long season. Uh, nerd focus, nerd focus is that energy think drink for your mind, body, and soul. Nerd focus is what you need to get you through your days, your weeks, your nights, whatever you got going on in life. Nerd focus is that delicious energy think drink. All we do is ask you go to our link in our social media bio, use that link to shop nerd focus, <clears throat> use the code ND20 at checkout and get 20% of your entire order, order two or more, and you get free shipping. Drink nerd with us. And last but not least, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleBuzz. As Joey says, wear the shirt, support the brand. It's a great shirt. There is more coming. I know I've been saying this for many, many moons. Joey, get on it, man. All right? I don't like to be a liar. Don't make me lie to the people. But let's get right into it. We had the triple threat of wrestling this weekend. We had Night of Champions on Saturday. We had Battleground. We had Double or Nothing on Sunday. We had even Friday, Impact had their own pay-per-view. Not going to lie, I'm not going to cover Impact, but uh, I'm sure for you know Project Kayfabe will, or just kind of follow us on social media. 
at WrestleBuzz um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. And Joey will be covering anything and everything in wrestling. But we're going to go through the card. It's only me, myself, and I today. So I know there's a lot of wrestling to go over. I'm going to give just a quick little, you know, analysis on matches. If it's a match that I didn't think was great, I'll probably skip to the next one. But we're going to start with Night of Champions because it was on Saturday. And kicking off the show was the, I guess, the crowning of the new um, World Heavyweight Champion. And I will tell you this, WWE has been doing a great job with these overseas shows that are not in the United States and kicking them off right. Um, This was billed as a triple main event. And I definitely think this show lived up to that main event status. So the opening match was for the World Heavyweight Championship. We had Seth Rollins taking on AJ Styles. Now, they've wrestled each other before. And a lot of the vignettes leading up into it, they've acknowledged that they wrestled each other in the past. They've acknowledged that AJ has called Seth Rollins the future. Um, And to be quite honest, you knew you were in for a great match. Um but what an absolute banger that this match was. These two are absolute professionals. Um, you know, AJ's obviously a little bit more advanced in his career. But I think Seth just celebrated his 37th birthday, um, a little bit closer to 40 than he is uh, the thir- in his 30s, which is wild to see that he's been, you know, with us for this long. He was in his 20s, I think, down in development. And I can't believe he just celebrated his 37th birthday. But um, absolutely fantastic match. Uh, they gave you everything you can hope for and more. Um, false finishes, high spots, drama, um, gosh, anything and everything you can look for in a match. I definitely think the right man won. Uh, Seth Rollins has been doing some really, really, really good stuff lately. And I think he's the right person to kick off this new inaugural um, reintroduced World Heavyweight Championship, we want to call it. So uh, Seth Rollins for the win. And I thought, again, it was a really, really well done match. I thought leading up into it with all the vignettes and the promos and what the match was and how it delivered, absolutely top notch and fantastic. Uh, Next match on the card, we have Becky Lynn versus Trish Stratus. Now, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I think the way Trish has kind of worked lately, uh, a lot of her tag matches, she just seemed a bit slow, a bit behind. But I was pleasantly surprised in this match. Um, again, I'm not calling it one of the best women matches that we've seen in a long time. That is definitely not it. But I will say is that Trish looked a little bit more present in this match. This match flowed a lot better. I know Becky is the ultimate professional and she's fantastic. And that Kill Bill attire, um, just, you know, Becky can do it all. She really is. She's just, you know, just operating at a different level. But I thought the match was good. Um, you know, Trish winning helps you know, prolong this storyline. And on top of that, introducing Zoe Stark, I mean, that's got to tell you that they got a lot of faith in Zoe Stark that, they, that you're going <clears> to <throat> introduce her, have her be, I guess, a real, real big heel, you know, pretty much helping Trish go over your biggest baby face woman in the company right now. Um, but what, what faith it says that you have in Zoe, I think Trish winning was the right move because you want to have this feud go out a little bit longer. And I wonder if now Zoe aligning with Trish Stratus is going to see the return of Lita and Lita and Becky are going to take on Trish and Zoe in a future, you know, pay-per-view. So that'd be kind of fun to see. Um, next on the card, Mustafa Ali taking on Gunta, the longest reigning inter, not intercontinental champion. Um, I think, and they said in this recent century, um, which is, I mean, every single time Gunther goes out and he defends this title on some pay-per-view, my God, you know, I, I just, 
he's so good. And I was so scared when they changed his name to Walter and how they're going to book this man. But Gunther reminds you, no matter if it, no matter what you call him, whatever the case may be, this guy is the ring general. Not only that, Ali finally had a, an opponent and they finally gave him some time to be able to work a fantastic match. Um, absolutely delivered. Those chops were absolutely brutal. I cannot believe how he sold those. And if you can even, we know that Gunther was not going to lose this match, but even for moments that you can get us to really believe that, wait, maybe there's a chance. I think you're doing that, doing it right. So Gunther, you know, again, with a fantastic win, I thought Ali really, really showed up and showed out a fantastic match again. And just doing that intercontinental championship proud, man. I don't know who's had a better run with this title and who's defended it better and looked this big and this important, but Gunther is the man. Uh, next, we had Bianca Belair taking on Asuka for the Royal Women's Championship. Now, they're running this back from WrestleMania. Now, this is interesting, right? You know, this match, you know, how it kind of came together. I thought it came, came together a little quickly, right? Um, Asuka seemed to kind of celebrate Bianca. I believe she was in her hometown of Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, and then kind of turned on her a little bit, you know, playing some mind games with her. But, you know, the new Asuka persona, um, I felt that if they would have had her lose, you're pretty much just, I don't want to say you're burying Asuka, because I don't want to say Bianca's doing it. Bianca's a fantastic was a fantastic champion. But Bianca was, you know, she's kind of was getting to the point where the crowd, I think, when she last offended, you can kind of see that they were getting like not frustrated, but they're like, all right, all right, we need to see a little something different. We need to see a little something different. So um Asuka, you know, pretty much rubbing Bianca's eyes with the mist got the win, I thought was the right move for Asuka. This kind of frees up Bianca a little bit. Uh, you know, again, she was a fantastic heel in NXT. I don't say a fantastic heel, but she was a heel in NXT. Um, you know, it's okay to, you know, be a heel. I know she has all the great stuff with the kids, but maybe heel turn, maybe not. But I think Asuka and title was the right move for booking purposes for both of them. Again, uh, a solid match. They only wrestled just at WrestleMania. So it was kind of good to see Asuka kind of get that chance back. And I wouldn't be surprised if they ran it back a third time because now it's 1-1. Um, potentially to get Asuka to have that another, you know, win over Bianca to, to solidify her winning, uh, you know, might be the right move. I thought, again, they had great chemistry as opponents and it was fun. So, uh, again, I think the right person won. I mean, I think Bianca did us proud with her title reign. And let's see where this one kind of goes next. Um, Rhea Ripley, Natalia. There's really not much to say. It was kind of it was a squash match. Rhea should have won. She did win. It was Natty's birthday. Way to way to bury Natty. Um, but again, nothing special there. We'll move right on past that one. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, uh, part two. Now this is being built. You know, Cody having a broken arm. Brock Lesnar was pissed off. It was kind of as as he's been saying was a um, you know a crappy uh, a crappy win for Cody and wasn't decisive enough. It was like a roll up win at backlash. So he wanted to get this match. And I mean, this wasn't going to be a match of the year candidate by any means, but I thought it was good in proving similar to when Cody took on Seth Rollins in the hell in a cell with the torn peck, just proving Cody Rhodes, just being an absolute, you know, monster in terms of nothing's going to hold him down. Nothing's going to hold him back that he's just going to continue to fight and fight. And when you think of that that famous promo that his dad cut, um, it looks like the way they're going to book Cody is probably going to have him go up against some hard times. Have him lose a little bit, 
continue to win, continue to fight to the top. And you're not going to see, I don't think you're going to see Cody ascend to some sort of championship until next WrestleMania. Um, he uses cast a little bit, which is probably the right move. And, um, you know, Brock Lesnar did get the win. He made him pass out to the Kamara lock. So um, I think that works because I think you're going to get your trilogy. I think you'll have Cody go over. I think Brock did need a win. Even though Brock doesn't always need wins, it's still good for him to get a win um, because you don't want to have Cody book too crazy, um, too hot. You have to have him lose a little bit to break him down to continue to build him back up. Again, all in all, good match. And then it's main event time. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on Roman Reigns, uh, the Tribal Chief, and Solo Sokoa. Now, this one was being billed without the Usos going to be there. He told them to kind of stay home, especially what kind of took place on SmackDown a couple of nights prior. And again, what a match this was. This Bloodline storyline. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought Roman should have lost the title to Cody Rhodes. I did. Um, because I just didn't feel like there was anyone on the roster at the time during his run that that deserved to beat him. When Cody came over, Cody felt so big and new and fresh, but man, this storyline is telling me I was wrong and it's gotta be Jay Uso to take it off of him. It just, it started with Jay and it ends with Jay. I mean, that is full circle, you know, storytelling. So obviously the match took place was a fantastic match. Jimmy Uso turned on Roman super kicked him twice. The bloodline is fractured. I'm recording this on a Thursday, the night before SmackDown. They're supposed to be celebrating the thousand day run reign of Roman Reigns on SmackDown, um, which will be very interesting to see where this storyline takes place uh, to go going forward. But Sami and Kayo got the win. I can't believe Jimmy turned on him. And again, now looking at it, I think Jay's going to be the one to become, you know, the one to defeat Roman. Because again, it started with him and it ends with him. Uh, that's beautiful. So I was wrong. I'll admit it. But damn, I wanted Cody to win at Mania, but it's understood. All right, that was Night of Champions. Let's run through Battleground. We'll do the same thing, and we'll go from there. Now the show opened up with the North American Championship match, Wesley, Joe Gacy, and Tyler Bate. Um, they, but they normally open up a match like this. They want to open up hot, fast, great spots. Um, this triple threat match was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Fantastic spots. Um Joe Gacy looked like he deserved to be there. I've never been the biggest Joe Gacy guy. Um, Joey has, obviously. He loves that uh, creepy, um, cryptic type character. He's a big Bray guy, you know, carrying cross guy. So Joe Gacy's character, of course, kind of fits in the mold. But Joe Gacy proved to me that he definitely belonged to, to be on that stage at that time. Uh, Tyler Bate, big, strong boy. Nothing more needs to be said about him. He's been fantastic. And, and Wesley, what he's done with this North American Championship, it's like, I'm not calling a Gunther-type run, but in terms of just his his defenses, actually probably a little bit more like Orange Cassidy, if you want to think about it as, as a good comparison. Just defending it time in and time out and just having great matches over and over again. But great match um you know wesley with the win retains and thought it was fantastic heritage cup no and dar taking on dragon lee i'm not gonna lie i didn't love this match i thought there was way too much activity on the outside i didn't love how this match was done i'm fine with noam dar winning again i just didn't like this match as well um it didn't really do it for me with you know orza mensa uh lash legend I'm not familiar with the other girl yet. I'm sure I will be. Um, Miss Jackson. But I just, I thought it was too, too much. I thought it was way too much, too too messy. And, you know, no one to retain, which I think he was supposed to, or he deserved to. But I just didn't like how this match kind of went down. 
Um, but this match, Ilya Dragunov taking on Dijak in a you know in a you know a last man standing match. This match was brutal. Um, my God, the two of these guys went to absolute war. You know, you figure, you know, Dijak's character. I know he's been losing a little bit in this character, but he's been putting on fantastic matches. I thought the match he had with Tony D'Angelo on the last, uh, for that last special show, I thought that was a good match, but him and Dragunov, man, oh my God, what a, what a brutal match. That match was fantastic. Dragunov got the win. He was the last man standing. The czar did it, but boy, oh boy, hats off to both of those gentlemen. Uh, next match we have is the NXT tag team championship match. Gallus taking on the Creed brothers. Um, you know, good, good tag match. I think the Creed brothers have had better matches. I think Gallus had better, better matches. Um, Gallus does win. Again, there was good spots. This one didn't blow me out of the water. I just thought, you know, solid Gallus retains. Uh, NXT women's championship match, Tiffany Stratton taking on Lyra Valkyria. Now I'm not going to lie. I, I know that they have faith in Lyra. She's a good wrestler. I just didn't know if she should have been the one in this match. I thought it was kind of weird. I know they had to take the, the title off Mandy because of, you know, what was happening outside of, um, you know, outside of NXT with her, with her site and stuff like that. And, you know, Roxanne won and she was eventually going to win anyway, right? Whether Mandy got fired or not, she was going to eventually win, but she won. She had a couple title defenses. She dropped the title. What's real. What's not. I, I, it was a weird title reign for Roxanne because I think her, her first defense was against Gigi and JC in that triple threat match. And then I believe she took on, um, Mako Satamora passed out. Dropped the title, was in the ladder match. Indy Hartwell won. Indy gets drafted to Raw. To Raw, she gets hurt. Titles up in another, you know, in another um, uh, bracket style tournament. Now, new NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany Stratton. I think she deserves it. Center of the universe, absolutely deserves it. Um, very impressed. Every match she's wrestled, she just gets better and better and better. I just don't know if Liar, in my opinion, was, I guess, the worthiest opponent in that final match. But again, I wasn't disappointed in the match. I thought the match was fantastic. Tiffany showed out and it showed why she should be the NXT Women's Champion. Um, I mean, the title when it was on Mandy was hot. And I think Tiffany can do her thing, you know, and 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 continue that, you know, heel champion run. And eventually, maybe Roxanne will be the one to dethrone her. Um, but I was definitely very curious about that whole Roxanne run. But um, wrapping up the show, NXT Championship match, Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker. Now, we've seen this one before. Um, I thought it was a good match when they fought at um, the last pay-per-view. It's, it's slipping my mind when it was at WrestleMania weekend. Um, I thought this match was good. Carmelo Hayes, it's crazy to think that when that when that feud was going, Mays was, uh, Hayes was the uh, heel and, and Breaker was the face. Clearly, the fans said, no, 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 we love Melo, we're against Breaker. And they were able to wrestle this match as Melo as the face and Braun as the heel. So it's like fun because you kind of see them wrestle differently than they did the first time around, um, which kind of makes it kind of fun, fresh, and interesting. Carmelo won, which he deserved to win. I thought it was a great match. Um, and it was good. So NXT Battleground, I thought it was a solid show. <clears throat> Enjoyed it for what it was. And I think they, you know, moved some good storylines forward. Now, wrapping up the weekend in um, AEW Double or Nothing. Now, this, this card, and I'm not an AEW hater. All right, I try to call it down the middle. I'm happy that 
they didn't have a 14 match card like they normally do, but they did have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches. One on the buy-in, nine on the main show. Then you had a battle royal with 21 people. So, you know, take that as you may. But kicking off the show, the buy-in was the Hardys and Hook versus Ethan Page and the Guns for Ethan Page's contract. Um, that was a stipulation. Um, you know, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything crazy. Uh, the Hardys won with Hook, as they should have. Ethan Page's contract belongs to Matt Hardy, this whole contract thing. Okay, uh, you know, it had its spots. I know that they want to get a really good run out of Jeff and Matt. This is probably their final run, so the goal is to kind of build them up a little bit. They're going to have them probably go for the tag titles in the near future as they build them up after a couple feuds because they want to get that payoff. They want the Hardys. They want FTR. We know how they want this to go. They want the Hardys. They want the Young Bucks. So with this probably being the final run for both of those guys, um, you know, it makes sense giving them little little matches, little feuds to kind of get, you know, get that ring shape back in, get the crowd behind them and, and kind of go forward. So, um, but then getting into the night, a 21 man black Jack battle Royal for the international championship. Orange Cassidy's ridiculous. I mean, he's like, yeah, I'll wrestle 21 guys. Why not? Um, you know, they had some names in here, you know, Keith Lee was in here, Juice Robinson, Ricky Starks, Jay White, uh, to name a few guys. There's some other guys in here that, you know, again, you know, face that we see frequently, maybe not like on the main card, but, um, you know, battle Royals are fun. I don't like the idea of a battle Royal for a championship. Um, I know they did that many, many years ago. I'm pretty sure the year that Ric Flair won, if I'm not mistaken, Tommy's usually the stat guy, but that's, what's kind of ringing in my head. But again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of defending a title in a battle royal because it kind of feels like a little fugazi because I don't think Cassidy deserves to lose it. He's been putting on amazing matches over and over and over again. Um, but I understand the whole point was they wanted to get a lot more people on the card. Um, but they have a lot of TV coming up. You know, they have Collision and Dynamite and and Rampage. You have plenty of opportunity to get guys on on cards. Let the let let the actual pay per view be what the pay per views for. But Fine. We know, you know Orange has been defending it on one-on-one matches and all these on all these other regular shows. So you want to give them a big moment, that's fine. Um, the only two people in this match I thought you know potentially could win it if Orange was supposed to you know may lose it would be Ricky Starks and Jay White. Um, but that feud isn't done yet. So uh, Orange Cassie retains, and uh, yeah, that's what that match was. Um, unsanctioned, unsanctioned match: Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho with Sabu as the uh, as the enforcer. Not going to lie, it just didn't do it for me. Um, I thought it was weird booking, right? When you had Jericho take on uh, uh, Roddy Strong in that, I guess, Falls Count Anywhere match, Adam Cole and and, um, Jericho Appreciation Society were banned from from the building. And then you have, you know, you have Jericho lose to Roddy. It's like, did that make sense? And now I understand you don't want to have Roddy lose when he's just kind of, you know, just joined the company. I'm fine with that. But if you want to have Jericho build some momentum, don't have him lose to Roddy in that kind of match. I thought that was kind of strange because then it's almost like you're you're ready kind of and I mean listen, any smart fan or any any fan to be quite honest would probably know that Jericho is going to do the job for Cole. But I think having that match was the wrong, wrong move. This match did not do it for me. Cole deserved to win. He should win. It doesn't hurt Jericho too much. Jericho, you know, he's he's pretty much he's one of those people that he can wrestle for the title one day and he can job for someone another day. But I'm not saying he jobbed for Cole, but again, this match was what it was. The right man did win, and um, you know, so be it. 
Um, next match we have here is the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, um, with Mark Briscoe as the special guest referee. Um, again, uh, another match that, you know, with these four competitors, I, I expected maybe a little bit more. Maybe my expectations are a little bit higher. Um, but FTR won. They retained. That's what that was. So moving on, ladder match for the TNT Championship, Warlow versus Christian Cage. Now, you know, um, Christian Cage being, you know, one of the pioneers of ladder matches, of course, um, you know, in WWE back in the day with those wonderful TLC matches and everything he's done with Edge and what he's done on his own. Um, you know, I, this feud kind of came together quick. Uh, you know, good bickering on the mic. I just didn't feel, again, so important. I wish um, Luchasaurus would be the one kind of facing Wardlow. I think that'd be kind of the right move, but I think there's some sort of lawsuit. I think Joe from uh, Project K-Freak was mentioning when Joey and uh, Joey and Joe actually broke down these cards for predictions. I think he mentioned that. Wardlow won. He was the right man to win. Um, ladder matches are fun. That spot, that swanton off the top, that was a crazy spot. Um, you know, Arn Anderson aligning with Wardlow, I think, is, is good. I think Wardlow doesn't necessarily need um, you know, a guy on the mic, but I guess he can take it. Um, but again, all in all, solid match. The right guy won, and let's see if this feud continues. Um, this match I thought was fantastic. Arguably one of the best matches of the night, in my opinion, was the AEW World Women's Championship match, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Now, the word was Jamie Hayter was actually injured. Um, so who knows if this was just a way to get the title offer in the best way possible. Um I thought this booking was great. They've been continuing this feud um, for some time with the Outcast and and Jamie and um, and Britt. And again, I thought this match was really good. Um, if if Tony, I mean, if excuse me, if Jamie was hurt, Tony winning the winning the title makes a lot of sense. Let Jamie get healthy, let her get better, um, and come back. But again, all in all, I thought this was a great match. I enjoyed it very much. And um, you know, let's see what Tony Storm does as uh, as champion and who her you know first defense is going to be against. We had an AEW World Trios Championship match, the Acclaim versus Daddy Ass versus and uh they claimed and Daddy Ass versus House of Black. Now, man, I tell you, Max Caster crushes it on these um on these mic um these rap battles or you know, these raps that he drops against his opponents every time. But boy, oh boy, he hit this one real good, taking shots at them. I'm not gonna repeat. Um just come, I won't do it. I won't do it justice, uh, nor can I, or nor should I. Um, but again, all in all, great intro. Um, you know, these trios matches, you know, sometimes they there could be a lot going on because you you want to get all the guys to kind of get their shine. This is a pay-per-view, nine matches, it's a long night. Um, House of Black should win, and they did win. Um, the acclaimed daddy ass love them, love what they're doing. It just I don't think this hurts them. I'm sure that there'll be a future title shot that they get. And maybe one day, I you know, before Billy Gunn maybe hangs it up, I think a trio's champions would be kind of fun if they did hold those titles in a future state. And I do hope they do. Um, next match, the TBS championship match, Ty of Valkyrie versus Chade Cardgill. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I had no anticipation for this match going into it. However, this was leaps and bounds better <clears throat> than the last time that Cargill and, and, and uh, Taya did uh, face each other. Um, I thought this match was much, much better. I thought they allowed Jade to actually wrestle a little bit more. I think she's, you know, has gotten better. I mean, she's had 60 chances, if I'm not mistaken. I think she this was win number 70. I mean, this is win number 60. Um, I thought this was a good match. I thought Taya looked good. 
but man, oh man, what happened next? And I heard, you know, and it was good, you know, good, good on the boys on Joe and Joey calling out that there's a rumor that Statlander's coming back. Um, and she was the right person to beat Jade for that title. I was thinking in my head, like, who is going to beat her? Is would, would they have Britt Baker beat her? Would they have, you know, someone else beat her? Chris Statlander was the right person to beat her. So love that for her. Good for Cargill. Listen, not every match that Jade wrestled, that 16-0 was, was legit. A lot of squash matched in between. A couple decent feuds here and there. But the right woman won. I think it was very meaningful. And um, good for Chris Statlander. Solid match. Now to the main event, to the, in my opinion, best match on the card. It's the four-way, four-pillars match for the AEW World Championship. This match, in my opinion, was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, the four guys that this company is supposed to have, you know, showcase as the future of wrestling. These four guys showed up and showed out. I loved everything about this match. The moments were big. I love when all they, you know, all the guys, you know, did their finishes of their, you know, of their, um, I would say their protégés, their, um, their mentors, excuse me. Um, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, MJF deserved to win this match. He did win this match, but kudos to this match. Kudos to these four guys. This was the best match of the night, hands down, in my opinion. Loved everything about it, but boy, oh boy, that was good. Um, and last but not least, Anarchy in the Arena. The uh, the Elite takes on Blackpool Combat Club. Um, you know, these, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club is known for, you know, fighting, intensity, blood, everything. And the Elite, you know, high spots, exciting wrestling. So, you know, this 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 feud felt real. Like they definitely felt like they were going at each other. It was great to see Hangman Align back with the Elite. Um, I was very happy about that. To have um uh God, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh Takeshta. I don't want Joe to come at me. Takeshta. To to Takeshta. Um to kind of, you know, get involved and kind of, you know, be a heel now and turn heel officially and and Wheeler Yuta got the win over Kenny Omega and the Blackpool Comic Club. You know, one, I didn't book that book that on paper champions. Maybe that's why I'm not doing so well in the standings. But um, all in all, I thought it was solid. I think they can absolutely revisit this um, this feud going forward if they want to in some other form or fashion. They I think they definitely can. But, um, you know, all in all, I, I wasn't in love with this show. This definitely wasn't the better of the AEW pay-per-views. But that that four-way, Fatal 4 for the championship pillar match and um, – and Jamie and Tony and and Chris kind of winning. Those were huge standout highlights for me. So, again, that's a lot to talk about, a lot of wrestling. But I figured, hey, since it's just myself, let me break it down. Um, let's go through the rest of everything wrestling really quick just because, you know, that, that was a long listen. And uh, don't want to hold you guys here for way too long. And Joey will be very upset with me when he listens back. Um, so we definitely, you know, we're starting to have those qualifying matches for Money in the Bank because that's coming up. So Ricochet and Nakamura did qualify for Money in the Bank. Um, good for both of them. Both solid matches. Um, I believe Nakamura went over on Bronson Reed. And I think Ricochet beat The Miz, if I'm not mistaken. So solid there. We crown new Women's Tag Team Champions, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I think this is the best use for both of them. Um, you know, for some reason, I just, Shayna doesn't have that same allure as she did down in NXT when she was a dominant champion, when she won the championship twice. But I think pairing her up with Ronda is the right thing to do. Two very heels that the crowd is very much against. Um, I think they're better together, Ronda and Shayna, for now. And I think for them, winning makes the most sense. And just have, you know, have the heel, uh, have the face chase 
Always my favorite storytelling. Um, also, Baron Corbin and Ali arrived in NXT this week. Now, I will say, I do like the use of this free agents, right? When they had the whole draft with Raw, SmackDown, NXT, some people got called up. Actually, most got called up. And there was a population of superstars that were considered free agents. Now, what did that mean? They can go from show to show, Raw to SmackDown. Yeah. Did not think maybe they go from more SmackDown to NXT. Now, that can be kind of good, right? Because we've seen some main roster guys come down for a little bit of something, some cameo or a little, a little small one-off feud. But Baron Corbin ain't doing shit on the main roster. But he comes down to NXT, and it feels a little exciting. Now, is he going to win the title? No. But could be a good, fun feud. I think the best cap Baron Corbin we got was Baron Corbin, Lone Wolf, and NXT. Um, I think that might be better for him. Ali, who's been crying for an opportunity. You know, he's done this new happy, you know, persona, annoying in your face, happy guy. He had this banger of a match with Gunther, comes down to NXT and inserts himself into pretty much the North American Championship title picture, or you know, we'll call it, you know, um division. And it just seemed so important and it was like the right move. And it's like, what a way to capitalize off a fantastic. You know, match at Night of Champions is to go there. So very interesting use. I I applaud it. I like this idea of the free agents being able to go to all three shows. What a way to insert a little something into the into NXT um, than to do that. So that was really, really cool. Love that. Uh, there was a big announcement from Tony Khan this week on Dynamite. Um, not only is Collision going to take place in Chicago at the United Center, CM Punk is back. Now, if you follow WrestleBuzz on TikTok or any of our social medias, um, Joey put up a video uh, from, a, from a fan, and it shows that that reaction was mixed. 50-50. Either you love him or you hate him. And even the commentators whether they played off well, whether they knew or not, or however they decided to do certain things over there. Um, they were like, well, controversy. We will see. Must see TV, right? And I think that's the whole point because besides a pay-per-view on a one, one-off Saturdays here and there, I think Saturday wrestling is tough. Saturday is like the night out. It's date night. It's party night. It's, you know, it's different than during the week, right? It's different than a Sunday night. It's different than one-offs. Consistent weekly Saturday night shows are going to be very interesting to see how Collision is booked. Um, the promos for it show Thunder Rosa, show Miro, show um, Andrade, um, El Idolo, which is interesting because we thought I thought he was done. But if you saw some of the promos, he's right there. So it's very interesting to see if Collision is going to be like SmackDown. And they're going to take Rampage and treat it like almost dark and dark elevation. And Dynamite's going to be what Raw kind of is, right? It just kind of, you, you kind of see the parallels there. Um, I think it would make sense. I think there's a lot of roster guys um, and girls that we don't see on a regular basis. And I think that it might be right, not to say to have a dedicated split, but I just don't love the insertion of the Ring of Honor guys on, on AEW. I think Ring of, Ring of Honor needs to be its own separate entity. Keep it completely separate. You have so much talent that you signed, and it was like your motive and your mission to sign all these people, whether you know hot free agents, Jay White, or people, former WWE people. Now you have all these guys, and you're not doing a much with them. You're only rotating these couple of storylines. Um, again, no fault to your own. It's, it's still learning. 
But I think that what Collision can maybe afford you is an opportunity for them to be able to have some of these other storylines take place there. Maybe have the TBS championship. Oh, no, because it's on TNT Collision. And then I think Dynamite's on TBS. Maybe put Tony Storm exclusively on Collision or you know, do something like that. We have trios titles. We have tag titles. Put one one where, put the other other where. And you can mix and match wrestlers who go there. But give us a way to be able to want to pay attention to those shows. You have the world title and you have the inter- international title. They want to be looked at as the same thing. Put one, put the other. And do the same thing down the card. I think you have enough titles to foster enough feuds on the shows. And I think this is the best way to capitalize on it um, and keep CM Punk away from the elite. <laughs> and I guess we will finally get that CM Punk FTR, you know, potential uh, team up against maybe the elite in the future. But we will see. Um, and last but not least, to kind of wrap this up, who's next for MJF? Now, he just went through the pillars. Um, he had that crazy, I guess, post Rest, uh, post-win, um, what do you call those things? Scrums. And pretty much like, yo, I've done it all. No one deserves to beat me. So on and so forth. Now, I don't think you put Punk up against MJF right away. I don't think you do that. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, Moxley's a heel. That doesn't seem to make sense. You know, I think uh, Darby teamed up with the Orange Cassidy this this week. Um, so who knows with that? I, I would like potentially a one-on-one with Jungle Boy, potentially. Uh, I think that there's some stuff that's, you know, still not visited there. I think that could be a lot of fun. I would love to see that. So in my opinion, I think Jungle Boy would be a good opportunity to kind of see him go up against MJF and kind of continue that feud. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 151 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere. We can download podcasts by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. We are the Wrestling Journal podcast. There is Project Kayfabe. There is also from the Top Row Podcast, fantastic listens. We do our best to bring you different opinions, different style shows. And but the, the same content is always the same. It's professional wrestling, which we do love, or sports entertainment, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Um, again, if you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify, it helps us so much with the algorithm. Um, Joey asked me for an MVP this week. Uh, my MVP is MJF, man. Um, that fatal four-way was fantastic. The guy doesn't wrestle all the time. He's fantastic on the mic. And when he wrestles, he delivers. I love that match. I love the scrum. I love what he's doing. MJF, you're my MVP. In the words of Joseph Crush, everyone... Take care. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling.